If you have been following this channel for a while now, then you guys already know that late night comedy, they have been struggling to maintain their ratings for years now. If you were to believe the mainstream media, which let's just be honest here, no one believes the bums in the mainstream media anymore. I saw something on Twitter earlier this afternoon that claimed only 7% of the American population has any faith in the mainstream media. And I'd be willing to bet the 7% that believe in the media, they are also card-carrying members of Woke United Methodist. But according to the mainstream media, the struggles in late-night television, they are easy to explain. The format is antiquated. People have far too many options. Potential guests are more interesting on YouTube or podcast, where they are given more time and latitude to discuss whatever they feel like discussing. It's the same excuses that the media uses when they compensate for poor ratings in the NBA or the non-existent ratings in the WNBA. It is similar to the excuses that we have heard from CNN the last couple of years when their ratings have remained in the pooper. It's strange though. I never hear the NFL make these excuses. Recently, damn near every show on ESPN, besides, of course, Pat McAfee, damn near every show on ESPN recently has set record high ratings. I no longer hear executives at the Worldwide Leader in Woke complaining about competition from Netflix or lonely male birthing persons being distracted by Grindr. These excuses are only used when you are not watching the shows that Hollywood and the mainstream media Media wants you to watch. Over the last couple of years, we have seen, I guess you could describe it as a mass exodus in late night television. Remember Sam B? She used to buzz around every night on TBS. I believe her show was called Full Frontal with the half dozen people watching begging for the full frontal to be fully clothed. On a network like TBS where the expectation to draw ratings was low, Samantha B was canceled because she couldn't draw an audience. George Lopez canceled. CBS was losing so much money with James Corden, they booked him a first class ticket on the Titanic back to England. With his ticket being first class, guaranteed him a spot on a lifeboat just in case, you know, there was an iceberg in the vicinity. Chelsea the Coat Handler. She has been begging to get back on late night television for years now. The Coat Handler is such a huge embarrassing failure, I don't think networks are even willing to give her an audition. Travis Noah, former host of The Daily Show of Failure. Travis was so successful as the host of The Daily Show, he managed to decrease ratings by a cool 75%. It has been Failure after failure after failure in late night television. And with each failure, there's always the same excuses. For a while now, I have been telling you guys that the problem in late night television isn't the potentially antiquated format. It's not competition from Netflix, Hulu, or the NBC streaming cock. The solution to the problem in late night is rather simple. Replace the host. It's that simple. Replace the host. Look at the three main hosts in late night television. Jim Fallon, Steph Colbert, and Kim Kimmel. Two are unrelatable elitists and the other is a goofy doofus who NBC tries to force to be political. These three are responsible for turning the golden goose into the golden cucumber. Late night comedy used to be big money for the broadcast networks. With this trio of huge embarrassing failures, ad revenue has declined 50% at minimum. Monday night, Jon Stewart. 
he returned to The Daily Show on Comedy Central. At least in the short term, Jon Stew has proven me right that the problem in late night comedy is the host. For the first time in years, Comedy Central was able to present The Daily Show instead of The Daily Show a failure. Since last year, Comedy Central has been using a rotating panel of huge embarrassing failures to host this dump known as The Daily Show. We're talking about comedic legends like Al Franken and Michelle Wolf. Woof, woof, woof. Perhaps she's the great-granddaughter of the original Woof, Wolf Blitzer. Michael Costa, Dolce Sloan, Jordan Klepper. Casey, who in the hell are these people? <laughs> yeah, uh, the audience had the same question. By the end of 2013, Jon Stewart, he was averaging two and a half million viewers every night on The Daily Show. Travis Noah, he brought that number down to a cool 300,000. Remember when Travis renamed the show The Daily Social Distancing Show? You guys remember that? Yeah, you know, Comedy Central claimed it was because of the COVID, but my inside sources tell me they had to call it the social distancing show because no one wanted to be around Travis. Throughout 2023, the rotating panel of huge embarrassing failures, they averaged between two, 300,000 on The Daily Show. This past Monday night, Jon Stewart rewinds the clock 20 years and returns to The Daily Show. Now keep in mind, Comedy Central only had about 10 days to promote the immaculate return of Jon Stew. That's not a lot of time for promotion and television. Usually networks, they will begin advertising premieres at least a month in advance. Comedy Central had 10 days to promote the return of Jon Stewart. This show has been a literal dump for the last five or six years. This show is so pathetic, Comedy Central can't find anyone willing to permanently host it. With 10 days of promotion... Jon Stewart drew 1.9 million viewers for his immaculate return to Comedy Central. Well, KC, that's not a fair comparison. The show was simulcast on CMT, MTV, and other networks. Yeah, um, no one watches CMT or MTV. The only content MTV produces is reruns of that god-awful ridiculousness with Rob Doofus. And for some reason, MTV is stuck in 2009 thinking people still give a shit about the cast of Jersey Shore. And CMT, I don't know what the hell comes on CNT, but either way, it's true. The Daily Show was simulcast across multiple networks. However, on Comedy Central alone, Jon Stewart pulled 930,000 viewers. Um, I thought the format was antiquated. I thought there was too much competition. How can someone who hasn't been on late night television in what, a decade now? How can he come in and dominate his opponents? During the month of January, Steph Colbert averaged 1.8 million viewers. Jim Kimmel, 1.6 million. Jim Fallon, the man barely clinging to employment, he averaged a pathetic 1.3 million. There's some other doofus in late night named Sean Squires. During the day, he works as the lead accountant at Myers and Squires. At night, he attempts to be a comedian who goes on these unhinged rants about Donald Trump. Orange man bad! Last month, Sean Squires, he averaged less than 800,000 viewers on NBC. Now, you got to remember, this trio of failures and Sean Squires, they are on broadcast television, free TV. 
All you got to do is pull the metal rod out of the caboose of the inflatable in your closet, wrap some aluminum foil around it, and you've got access to ABC, CBS, and NBC. Yet, somehow, Jon Stewart managed to beat all four of them on Comedy Central. Now, granted, this is a very, very small sample size. Jon Stewart's only working The Daily Show on Mondays, but how is this possible? How can he beat everyone not named Greg Gutfeld in the ratings? Maybe, just maybe, this has something to do with it. One of the biggest complaints in late night television over the last couple of years is all the hosts are the same. Watching Steph is no different than watching Jim or the other Jim. Now, there is no comparison for Sean because no one watches him. The vast majority of their jokes, if you can call them that, are racially insensitive jokes made at the expense of the most marginalized group in the country, orange people. The last census I saw, there was only one man in the country who belonged to the orange race. His name rhymes with hump. During his big return, Jon Stewart, he decided to go in a different direction. Now, sure, there were still plenty of jokes to be made about the Trumper, but Jon Stewart, he offered something that hasn't been offered in late-night television in years. Jon Stewart gave his audience comedic balance. Watch for yourself. The Super Bowl was on Sunday, and the president was offered a chance, as per tradition, to do an interview where millions and millions of people could see him competently and clearly lay out his 2024 agenda. Or he could just turn that down and do what this is. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she made great chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> everyone. How do you go on TikTok and end up looking older? Was that not refreshing? A late night host actually making fun of John Biden? Whether you agree with John Stewart politically or not, at least he has the balls to go after both sides. That's what late night comedy is supposed to be. Hell, that's what late night comedy used to be. Hasn't been that way in so long, the shit fucks, they are expressing their fake outrage because Jon Stewart had the audacity to make jokes about Johnny B. Biden. They accused Jon Stewart of trying to play both sides. See if you've heard this one before. Mary Trump, who is no longer allowed at Trump family functions, she relied on the painfully boring media tactic of accusing Jon Stewart of being a danger for democracy. A danger for democracy? If a late night comedian is a danger for democracy, this country's in deep shit. You know what I consider to be a danger for democracy? Well, first of all, our government is supposed to be a republic, not a democracy. More people would know that if they actually taught history in school instead of teaching kids the best way to get gender-affirming care without their parents knowing. I consider the wide-open southern border to be a danger to the country. The lack of education in public schools, danger to the country. One of the biggest dangers to the country is the non-stop propaganda that we see every day in the mainstream media. The same media that accuses you of spreading misinformation if you disagree with their ideology. John Stewart is not a danger to democracy. John Stewart is a fucking comedian who hosts a show that is meant to entertain you. I'll admit, I'll admit, 
I was skeptical of Jon Stewart returning to Comedy Central. Talked about this a couple of weeks ago when Comedy Central announced his return. The reason I was skeptical, it's damn near impossible to recreate the magic. Jon Stewart was unbelievably successful when he hosted The Daily Show in the 90s and 2000s. But that was a different time. That was during a time when you were allowed to be offensive and no one got offended. Will Jon Stewart be able to maintain 1.9 million viewers every week? The one thing he's got going for him is nostalgia. People my age, we grew up watching Jon Stewart. Hell, that's where we got most of our news. Didn't watch Fox News, didn't watch MSNBC, damn sure didn't watch CNN. We got most of our news from Jon Stewart. Over the last few years, nostalgia has been making a comeback on television. The remake of Roseanne, which doesn't include Roseanne because she says mean things on Twitter, Say By the Bell, Full House, a lot of shows from the 90s, they have been reproduced over the last few years. Jon Stewart has nostalgia on his side, and he also has a late night landscape that has been painfully boring for a long time. Will that be enough for him to sustain his premiere ratings? You tell me, can Jon Stewart maintain 1.9 million viewers every Monday night? I know it's only one episode, but at least in the short term, does this prove that the problem in late night television is the host? Let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share the video. I appreciate each one of you guys and your continued support. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. KC underscore BTL84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.